0: 'Cause, cause yes. that was that was good.
1: <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so I mean that kind of took up most of the day. <laughs> um my my sister-in-law was supposed to come in on Friday. Her plane got delayed because Friday it snowed. So we were all happy about going snowmobiling and not getting stuck this week. <laughs> so eh, hello guys. <laughs> this week is a lot less hectic except i'm much more accident prone
0: (laughs) accident prone all right we're gonna have to look at that all right but before we do that let's say hi to everybody in the audience this is spilling ink we are the talk show that takes you behind the book to meet the authors and professionals in the publishing industry and today we're gonna try and read the stars we're gonna see what's in store what what we've been through uh predictions from last month how those turned out and just kind of have a fun show <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> We're gonna try. We're gonna try. So and we, you're we've not actually brought you gonna
1: fall on my face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, you're not gonna fall on your face. Positive vibes here. Positive vibes. But we do have extra help today. Yes. Renee's here to to help us figure out what's going on, to, to give us an extra set of eyes on the chart and her interpretation
2: skills as well. Yes, hi. Thank you. Hello everyone. <clears throat> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're glad right. to have you Renee.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I just really appreciate being here and definitely excited to talk about yeah. what the retrograde Venus and Mercury have yielded so far.
0: Yeah. That that we you were on that show mm-hmm. in the the um in the chat room with us that last time that we were doing this. And that was kind of an yes. impromptu show. And yep. uh it, it was an interesting one. We made some predictions. And uh, I believe, Jane, we were talking about you having some, maybe some difficulties in daily scheduling and writing. Um, A little. I,
1: I think we talked about that. I I ended up not really having difficulties in writing, but I ended up changing the end of a book because I'm like, is it a little too dark? Yes, we're going to rewrite the stars.
0: <laughs> I, don't have. I don't have that kind of power.
1: <laughs> um, So, you know, I I did shift gears, okay. which was, you know, I had written the entire ending and I, you know, sent it off to my beta reader and I said, is this too dark? (laughs) And, and, uh, you know, knowing, I'm like, why do I even ask that question? I should know better. And I'm like, I I can't have it this dark.
2: (laughs) That's okay if it was meant to be dark. It Um, is certainly an apt description of Venus and Pluto together. Venus yeah. um, did, you know, think of Pluto as like the lord of the underworld, and there's definitely no light down there, and there's some inky mm-hmm. depths. Um, Venus did station right after hitting Pluto and then go backwards. So um, it's definitely a timely, it, it's appropriate to wonder something like that. If we view this through an astrological lens, you know, that mm-hmm. that would be what that kind of uh, astral weather flavor would be like. Oh, is it too dark? And then Venus stations retrograde in the sky, also to become a morning star. So you know, mm-hmm. here we are playing with dark and light as well, and rewriting the ending. and mm-hmm. um, it has proceeded forward. So that makes a lot of sense, especially when it was the ending because Pluto is a lot about endings and death. And, yeah, uh, even point. Capricorn, like the sign of Capricorn is um, the, the structure of the thing. you know, before mm-hmm. it's published. Make sure we've got, got uh, it's got solid bones. It's set the right. way that you want,
1: right? And 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 I sent my beta reader the the second version too. I said I think that was a little too dark because because I sent it out to her and then I was like ooh, and then I it, it took me like a day and a half to re- rewrite the ending with with a different, less dark. It's still dark, <laughs> but it's not
0: as you know hideously dark as the first person. (laughs) We went from like a 10 to an 8 or like a 10 to a 5? Oh.
1: um, We went from a 15
0: (laughs) to probably an (laughs) 8. Jane, it's not dark enough. Make it darker. No, I don't think it ever goes that way.
1: No, but I did write a clean romance.
0: (laughs) You wrote a romance during this.
1: this time? I well that was back in uh December. But oh. Okay. yes. <laughs> okay. I finished Bell, which is another romance. <laughs> yes. I finished two books in January. Okay, so you've been actually pretty dang productive. Yes. I've been once the story flows on both of them, I've been productive.
0: Yes. Yeah, and, and I, I remember writing two more books. You were you were leaning one way or another. Um, like right. you wanted to write one book, but you kept being pulled to focus on the other book. Yeah. Exactly.
1: It, it, it was, it was a struggle to finish Bell. It was not a struggle to finish Wicked Heart, which was okay. the one that was pulling me. And that, you know, the, the one that I want to do versus the one I have to do and have the duty to a whole bunch of other people for, it was a struggle. Because I'm like, I got to get this one done, but this story, this mm. story. And I bought a pre-made because this story you know the main character guy, and it needed a prequel. <laughs> so it was just like, oh my god. <laughs> so yes, I didn't really. I struggled with focus. Okay. So
0: now I know when when Mars was in Sagittarius mm-hmm. that there was a lot of unfocused Mars energy happening. Um, mm-hmm.
2: without Sagittarius right is going. all the things. Yeah. So Mars is doing in the sign of all the things.
0: Yes. And it's that fire sign. So it's just jump on this, jump on that, jump on this, jump on that. So mm-hmm. it was that's very unfocused energy. But Mars entered uh Capricorn, I want to say it was just a couple weeks ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And that should have mm-hmm. driven some more focus back into your life because Capricorn is where Mars is exalted. So Mars gets you know a little extra bonus points towards mm-hmm. being able to use. Mars's specific energy more productively.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mars plus Saturn sign of Capricorn especially equals ambition. So the tendency mm-hmm. tends to be to overdo it. But um, for um, people who've needed a boost uh, to get up and go, mm-hmm. um, particularly after all that scattered energy that mm-hmm. we have with Mars and Sagittarius, mm-hmm. which is all about vision, but think of like the brainstorming um, you know, of a big project or or 10 big projects, and then and then when Mars is in Capricorn, the rubber hits the road. You know, mm-hmm. you have the Saturnine element of like saying <clears> no, <throat> which means you cut the cruft, you know, you set yeah. the 10 projects aside and you do the one or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, it's very down to business mm-hmm. and and doesn't really um, doesn't really stop, sort of pushes through the pain. It's kind of like a good mm-hmm. pain, you know, but I mean. It, <laughs> It can it can be a little too much, um, at times. Mm-hmm. We've got some good comments what, in the, the anything, chat here.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, was anything going on last? Not yesterday, but a week
0: ago. Let's let's yesterday. bring up the screen. I'll bring up the a transits. Of Friday, and yeah, yeah. I be really cranky that day. <laughs> now, I'm usually not. Understand that this is just this mm-hmm. is gonna just be the generic transits because yeah. we're not putting it against a specific natal chart. So, okay. what was just, the day? Just last week. The the Friday,
1: hold on, I think it was fr- Friday the fourth. Friday
0: the fourth.
2: Oh yeah, that yeah. was on Mercury Mercury Station Direct. So, um, ending its long retrograde cycle, full speed ahead.
1: Okay, um, so that that yeah. day I was cranky. I, mm-hmm. I got, I was impatient, um, and and I could feel like the hostility with my day job. <laughs> And, I, and you
2: know, moon and Aries. I mean, and, and moon and oh, Aries yeah. can be, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's just a yeah, mm-hmm. the moon is your emotions, mm-hmm. so and it's, kind of like day to day happenings, you know,
0: yeah. And um, that's yeah. every two days it's going to change signs, and, and as it hits the different signs, you may find that certain signs uh trigger certain things. I mean, we we kind of all live in cycles as it is, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes you can I recognize,
1: I recognize. Something wasn't right with me, you know, that day because I normally don't get that um, vocally um, ranting. (laughs) Put it that way after a phone call. (laughs) Derek
0: gave it to me. He's like, "Are you having a bad day, honey?" (laughs) Uh, For you, I believe this is happening in your seventh house. Okay. If I remember correctly on your chart, uh, Capricorn, no, Capricorn's your sixth house. Aquarius was your seventh house. So that's dealing with your day to day drudgery and your one to one one-to-one relationships that, that are all kind yep. of tying this energy yep. together. So that would make sense.
1: Yeah. Cause that, and then, you know, when the day was over, I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, just let it go. <laughs> and, and I was fine the next day. So all right the next day (laughs) let's
0: see (laughs) we get margaret wants to know um, if there was anything going on on february the
2: 8th let's see yes the moon did pass over uranus but it's still considered conjunct you know it's it's about um it, it hit uranus the day previous Um, And also you've got really close um, Mercury conjunction with Pluto. So I guess the question would be be more specific.
0: Mars and Uranus right here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mars and Uranus
2: square as well, perfecting. Um, So what do you mean by anything significant? Without knowing
0: the the actual natal chart, we don't know what house systems it correlates to. And the house systems will give us the topics that these transits could apply to. It, It helps define them.
2: Also just some general context can direct towards just the planetary themes as well.
0: Looking for relationships. Well, it's going to depend which houses correspond to your relationships. Um, Usually house five, house seven um, can correlate to new relationships in house five, flings um, because that's the house of passions and creativity. And then house seven is going to be your one-to-one relationship, so that's usually the more long term romantic relationships. So without really knowing what uh, what those houses are for you, I can't say for sure. But there was definitely something being triggered with Uranus and Mars, both like at degree.
2: Do you know your rising sign, Margaret?
0: That's what's fun about this, too, is it's mm-hmm. learning how to to read the chart. It's like almost reading hieroglyphics because the yeah. symbols mean different things depending on where they're placed, what they're next to and how they connect to something else. And it's like learning a fun new language to, to be able to read these.
2: Yes, there was a question earlier, just so we wait for oh, a did I miss one. Oh, did you? Um, I just wanted to speak to a concern about not looking ahead. Um, when there were good things happening, and I just want to talk a little bit, and I would love input also from anyone else who knows about astrology, you, Katie, or, or anyone in the chat. Um, the approach of an astrologer is not to set the future in stone, um, is not to ruin any good things, or even necessarily to, uh, you know, say any difficulties are, you know, going to be solved by astrology. What astrology does is it offers context and understanding and meaning um, so that the patterns of the past and the experiences of the present can inform the future understanding. There is a continuous dance in philosophy and astrology between free will and determinism. Astrology would say free will and fate, which is more or less unsettled, you know, it's going to be a little bit different depending on the flavor of the astrologer. But I think most uh, astrologers who practice professionally recognize that it is a certain vulnerability to questions about future. And um, we do our best to respect that space. And um, you know, just to give some, the idea is that a client leaves the astrology practice feeling more empowered about who they are, more understanding about their lives, and they can take what they've learned forward. Not more fearful or more confused, mm-hmm. etc. I hope that that um, that speaks to the comment. I, I missed it; it was a few, it's a few minutes back.
0: I like that, and oh. it, it's. I know people want to see, you know, what's what is the actual future, and, and really, it's you not know. about knowing <laughs> the actual future. It's about kind of getting an idea of what patterns are repeating what uh, what what situations challenges
1: yeah what challenges you might face based on you know the crossing of the planets or the you know conjunctions or the retrograde you know we've all heard oh my god Mercury's in retrograde you know but until I had you do my reading I really didn't understand what that meant and you know so for the general public Mercury's in retrograde doesn't mean a whole lot with you know in any context unless they've done astrology so or had their chart read
0: <clears throat> and, so, and okay. life happens in patterns we if we don't learn from history we repeat it so you're you're going to be running into a lot of the same energy patterns over and over again to see if you've learned if you've been able to grow and move on mm-hmm. so that's kind of why astrology works is because the it's Showing you the pattern, yeah. And if you can read the pattern and be better prepared, or look and see how you reacted in the past, how you can react differently this time, Mm -hmm. you can grow. You can you can change. You reach your potential. But it's not a it's not like a you know crystal ball. I can see exactly what's happening in the future. That <laughs> would be so like nice. Check
1: and adjust. Check <laughs> and adjust based on your check and adjust. Your, I like that. Check I and like adjust. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's perfect. <clears throat> you know, perfect. see where you are, feel the you know, feel the temperature of, of things and, and adjust. It's it in the middle of it on Friday, I couldn't do anything. But afterwards, I'm like, hmm, you know, I wonder if something. You know, if I'm missing something bigger than me that's impacting me.
0: <clears throat> so <laughs> well, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. I I had an interesting weekend last weekend that, that correlated perfectly with how the transits lined up in my chart. And um, mm-hmm. I had fully intended to get a jump start on a new contract that I was working on. I was mm-hmm. like, I got an extra couple of days, I can get this started, I can get ahead mm-hmm. of the game and not always be running behind like I, I am. And of course, some set a plan. The universe is going to laugh at you. Yeah, my daughter found a um, scholarship, a really good scholarship. So she's going culinary. That's what she wants to do. Yeah, and this is a full ride with mentoring, with um, I mean, they do etiquette classes and everything to really groom the person to be a executive a chef. chef. You know, mm-hmm. to be able to run these restaurants. And, and I live <clears> in <throat> Vegas. Where we've got every flavor you can think of, every type of food, every type of restaurant. So this is the perfect place for her to do it. So when she found it, she's like, I got to get this stuff turned in by Monday. Help. Mm-hmm. I'm a writer. <laughs> so she handed me her her three pages of, of you know, Word Spew. Because that's, you know, she's learned from me. Word Spew, mm-hmm. we'll fix it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I spent the entire weekend. And I don't even think I really slept. Writing the essay sending it out to friends you know because again Mm -hmm. being a writer we have got a lot of writer author editor you name it people who can look this over and give me feedback and i I said i need this back as soon as possible i got to get this perfect it's got to go out on monday and you know what everybody rose to the occasion and they helped it was great so it was a Mm -hmm. lot of back and forth my emails were just pinging all day to the point where it was driving me crazy but i had to answer (laughs) because that's somebody responding that's that's a direction i need Mm -hmm. so two days straight of just working on this project and Mm -hmm. ended up um she ended up with two different versions of the uh the essay at the end to choose between whichever she wanted to use okay and uh it was you know ready for a, a final passover on monday before she sent it out and what's funny is i'll see if i can pull up the the transits on this
2: one the Monday chart does actually have Moon tightly conjunct Uranus, depending on the time of day. If we do like the afternoon, but it would have passed over exactly, um, also trine Mars. So a lot of activity, a lot of doing. And there was, um,
0: yeah, it, it was cool. just nonstop work. So we've got <clears throat> Jupiter, which in I know this is just the general chart, but Jupiter in Pisces mm-hmm. is my fifth house. What is that? That's creativity and children. So big expansive project involving my child that used the creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uranus is in Taurus, which is my seventh house that's one on rela- one one on one relationships. What was mm-hmm. I doing? I was emailing people, getting feedback immediately. Uranus is the planet of change. So mm-hmm. as I was like working on this and emailing it out, getting the stuff back, it was just a constant communication between that fifth house creativity and that seventh house of relationships. And what was I doing? I was writing. That's my third house. Where Mm -hmm. are all the planets? They're all in Capricorn right now. So you got Mercury, you've got Venus, you've got Mars, you've got all of the elements working to write this perfect essay and to rewrite it. And Mars is slashing through the edits. It's like the the astrology lined up so perfectly. It was hilarious. (laughs) Hmm.
2: So that's cancer in the ninth and Virgo in the 11th. So 11th house of um they call it the king's money so like aspirations right that's mercury space mercury in the 11th house Mm -hmm. asking for allies and then the moon conjunct Uranus in your seventh ruling the ninth house of higher education um yeah and that's actually the place of jupiter's exaltation so it all kind of fits together the the whole all of its pinballing and
0: the, uh, the Pluto element is that it completely derailed me. And what's funny is I'm in a Pluto square right now. So not only was it derailing me currently, it was also reflecting back on my 12th house where I didn't have this opportunity. I'm working to give her an opportunity I didn't have. So it was mm-hmm. just it lined up everything so perfectly.
2: Yeah, that Pluto square. Pluto square can it, it changes depending on um, generational because Pluto has an elliptical orbit. But those born um, with uh, Pluto in Libra um, will generally have a square um, around this time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I will give my own age away. They'll have a square around their their forties. So,
1: hmm. yeah, I'm I'm a little older. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little older than you all. <laughs> you're just youngins. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I. What did mine look like last weekend? Just or this past weekend? Let's yeah, see. last Can weekend. Can I throw your chart up here? Let's yeah, see. I don't care. I have no problem with that. All
0: right, so that's Let's Friday. Yeah, you're sixth through eighth house mm-hmm. is just lit up
2: yeah.
0: and you've got that connection to your career house so there it looks like the the jupiter connection in pisces that's outside resources is connecting up with your career house which is 10 degrees so uranus is dangling right over the heaven there so mm-hmm. I, I would definitely have said it pinged. Pro, it pinged something at work or something in your work life.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: um, last time we said tenth house is what you're known for doing. Usually mm-hmm. that's the career, mm-hmm. and the midheaven kind of adds like extra emphasis. So the midheaven can sometimes fluctuate between the ninth, tenth, eleventh. Occasionally you can see it go wider, but usually ninth, tenth, eleventh, and that adds extra emphasis to that house as far as the mm-hmm. the path of your your um career direction is what you're known for doing Mm
1: -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. you said you had a phone call that day is that what it
1: well my whole day job irritated me that day (laughs)
0: Mm
1: -hmm. i i I, that day i was was a meeting to meeting to meeting and i had to shift gears every half hour sun saturn conjunction to mars uranus as well And then I just got irritated because, you know, somebody wasn't letting me do what I do best.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Relationship-wise, the Sun-Saturn conjunction would have been like a, a kind of hit in the brakes.
2: That yeah. does actually sound like it. If another person is um, saying you can't do that, then generally mm-hmm. there's the planet that says no. Um, okay. It, it usually mm-hmm. says no. Well, it is, I suppose it is a neutral no, but we often feel it as a painful no. Um, yeah. Sometimes it is a conservative <clears throat> and careful no. Um, and in a day chart like hers, I think
0: it would be that that helpful no, that that limiting to avoid a, a bigger problem kind of no.
2: Probably. Yep. It, yeah. It can, aggra- <laughs> it can feel aggravating though, particularly mm. if um, the doing is you've got it stops a flow. You know that that can really mm-hmm. aggravate, or or it stops a you know a sense of like you know. If we look at the doing, we as, do. uh,
1: yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it was more of a redo of, of, of stuff. <laughs> mm. So it was just like, ah, but yeah. Um, and then Saturday was just a fun day, um, <laughs> but cold. And then, you know, we, we did all the family planning for, for wills and trusts and stuff that, that evening between, before the show last week, so, you know, (laughs) and then Sunday was just fun.
0: (laughs) Was that the night of the conversation that wasn't a happy one? Um,
1: no, no, that was the day before. Friday was the day that he came out and said, are you having a bad day?
0: (laughs) 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 Because I was just muttering, ranting, and... (laughs) I kind of like that, that Mars is approaching Venus at that point and, and okay. you can almost see like it's even though Mars and Venus are, are two separate energies, when they come together, they can, they can definitely be a force for good. They can be a, mm. you know, a light of fire under your butt. So I wonder if that, that Mars approaching Venus is, is some, somewhere in there. Like maybe your husband, for example, had recognized, eh, he was a little too rash and maybe he should, you know, come back mm. gently and Mm -hmm. work with you more symbolic than than you know actual reading but it's kind of interesting to see how in that house of just drudgery yeah mars is is starting to approach venus Mm
1: -hmm. and we're about to see mars
0: and venus holding hands and walking through your sixth house and seventh house for Mm -hmm. the next 60 ish days and then even then they still stay close together until april
1: yeah, so uh, that's interesting.
0: <laughs> so it, it can go one or two ways. You can get chaotic Mars and uh, an overblown Venus. So you got a Mars that mm-hmm. wants to just do all the things right now and a Venus who wants to make everything perfect her way. Or you can get mm-hmm. a Mars and Venus that come together and work for the same goal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm hoping it's the second one because
1: <laughs> things are getting, you know, nice and calm and peaceful, you know, the calm before the storm. <laughs> you know, oh, Margaret says so she's Sorry. Season. Yeah,
0: season. Yes. First house is where your ascendant is.
2: Um, it is below the horizon on the circle, below the left horizon. That's the way the chart is laid out. That's correct.
1: mm-hmm <clears throat>
0: Okay, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just saw that. And I no, didn't no want that's to okay. An I'm like, okay. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you said calm before the storm. So, are you expecting turbulence? Um, life changes possibly
1: okay. coming. Depend depends on how some of the um, things that we're we're talking about play out.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. You know, it depends on, you know, a lot of the things on this chart too. So, (laughs) you know, we well right now made plans for we made plans for the eventuality of something going wrong while we're in the house. So, you know, we wanted to make sure that the in laws were taken care of because we live with my in laws. We bought their house. They live in an apartment in the you know basement um (laughs) so all of that we were like oh we've got to take care of that so we had the need to do that this you know this month because it became more of a burning need when we got back from our trip um to South Carolina because we were flying you know it was like "Ooh, we don't have anything in place if something happens so my husband was like we got to and I'm like okay so we sat
0: down and hashed that out (laughs) <laughs> One thing that's interesting I'm noticing mm-hmm. in your chart is all of the planets are focused mm-hmm. on this area right now. Mm-hmm. So you're you're getting all of that all of that outside energy is where the focus mm-hmm. is, and that's pretty much the whole year where that focus is. Because mm-hmm. the Sun, yes, will go all the way around. Mercury will go all the way around. Venus and Mars are going to go most of the way around because mm-hmm. Mars is going to get caught up in the 11th house for about six months. Starting in around August, so So it's it's, it's this half of the chart that's Mm -hmm. getting most of your energy, and this is the house. These are the houses that deal with all the outside stuff. The The eleventh is
2: allies, Um, aspirations, and can be your own aspirations. It can be aspirations that others have for you. The idea Mm -hmm. is that what happens in the eleventh house, the vision and the help that you need, um, that feeds into the tenth house of um, completion like a you could think of career completion but just think of of things that that culminate um the aspiration is the vision of and the tenth house is it's real right so mm. the um the 11th house Mars going back and forth in gemini is going to happen for everybody um mm. later this summer and into the fall and um, even uh, to the rest of the year and mm. that means that well we can look at it as uh having an initial I suppose, um, plan of action, um, mm-hmm. that then gets revised. Um, but this takes quite a while in Gemini. Um, Mars and Gemini tends to have uh, it's all the thoughts, all the you know, it, it's very unfocused, but at the same mm-hmm. time, um, it can actually stir up really useful thoughts that maybe had not been categorized as useful before. You know, it's kind of like throwing things at the wall and seeing if they stick but also throwing things at the wall is really fun you know or something like (laughs) that right there's there's, there's certainly um no information is bad information and so back and forth when it comes to information to be acted upon that may undergo a shift in the 11th house you know maybe there's um a bit of fluidity with who comes in with the resources that you need maybe Mm -hmm. the resources you need um, there's something shifts or something changes, and different resources are needed, or mm-hmm. um, the resources needed get uh, you need to act differently, or or something something along those lines. Hmm. Mercury okay.
0: also rules her sixth house too, so a lot of that that work and allies could be tied together with that energy that's being drawn in. But it, it's it's going to be there for a little while. So there's some revisions happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Interesting, but again, everything is is being placed in that in the, the social side of your chart. Mm-hmm. So you're dealing more with the outside world and
1: its outside influences, influences than inside influences. Okay, a- exactly. Yeah, which, which you know, I have I have a lot of big releases later this year. You know, mm-hmm. from, from book standpoints and things like that, and I and I rely on everybody else for sales. You know, all the outside influences and how yeah. I get the word out and things like that. So, hmm, okay, and that is where my focus has been, um, a
0: lot in the, in the writing world is trying to get more visibility. Your nodes say the same thing as well, too. You've got the North Node in your tenth house, your career house. The South Node mm-hmm. is sitting in the personal house, the home sanctuary. So with the North node, that, that's the energy that's expanding and the South node is more contracting or paying less attention to it to focus on the North node mm-hmm. energy. So again, that's the more social, the less personal. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it, it okay. seems like, and from knowing you, I would say there, there's a lot of preparations going on for the future. And that's why mm-hmm. this focus has to be where it's at. Right. So that's just me right. knowing you. That's not me reading your chart.
1: Right. And that, yeah, because, you know, things that, you know,
0: (laughs) the stars are aligning with your plan at this point, it seems like.
2: If we think of preparations as a theme, um, just as a general theme, and then um, Jane in your chart, the sixth house is the daily routine. Um, That's where the retrograde, Mercury retrograde and Venus retrograde have been happening. So Mm -hmm. one thing that one way we might look at that is uh, simply getting those, those things in order. Before mm-hmm. continuing on, the sixth house is quite, is not so much, I mean, it is social, I suppose, in that that is where um, we experience um, subordination, whether it's employees who work under us or things that we are duty bound to, you know, that, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but if, if, uh, if a person is self employed, for example, they're their own boss, they don't necessarily have employees, it's um, their dedication to the craft you know, Mm -hmm. and, and uh, service, then, you know, we can also think of injuries and sickness because that's Mm -hmm. Mars's place. And sometimes that happens. However, Mm -hmm. getting all of those things together with Venus and Mercury going back and forth, you know, what are the, what are the values related to the work that you do every day? And what is even, you know, how do you conceptualize the work that you do every day and communicate, you know, even in your own mental script, the work that you do every day, and how does that structure change? That then can, I guess, I would think of it as uh, tying up loose ends so that the rest of the year can proceed without um, having to go back, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm, that, that actually does. <laughs> Great. I would, yeah. Astrology That's works, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs>
0: uh, so what else, Katie? What else indeed? Okay. Uh, else? I did make a Where few notes. Just Where are we going now? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I wanted to look and see what the major transits were for the month. I mean, I know we're yeah. middle of February as it is and we still have quite a bit going on that like that that Capricorn Aquarius and Pisces are just really lit up right now so wherever those fall into your chart that's where a lot of energy is being focused so uh, this weekend we would have had the mercury and Pluto conjunction so mm-hmm. that could have been a lot of um, alterations in ideas sometimes dark thoughts sometimes it could be um, quick to get angry quick to feel insulted um but it's a quick transit so it passes probably actually i think it's done right now or it's or it's separating enough that it shouldn't be as strong so Mm -hmm. any negative uh, energy could have been that you know you're feeling that wherever that house is for you mm
2: -hmm. words of power too could be um and capricorn is um let's think of like the bare essentials so i'm thinking like an aphorism, just a short phrase that's really potent and has a lot of layers to it and depth that you sit and mull over for a while. Um, among other things, Mercury Pluto together, in, you know, whether it be conjunction or trine square opposition, tends to communicate powerfully, can be darkly, not necessarily darkly, but. If we bring in darkness in a different way, lo- illuminate that which is hidden, which is sometimes really uncomfortable and sometimes cathartic. Um, however, Capricorn is pretty sparse by nature. Um, so, so that could be five words that you hear or you speak that suddenly is almost like a spell. It just has uh, weight, weight to it. It can also and show up too as a lack down. of sensitivity. That's true as well. As in speaking the thing that really doesn't need to be spoken and just hurts. Yeah. That's also possible.
0: But again, quick transit on that one. So we, yeah. we're in the separating phase from that anyways. So should be over and done with. Um, next up, we've got Mars and Venus conjoining, which they are, I believe they're conjoined right now. Let me change this to today. We're at 14 degrees now. And this is going to be happening for a while. And this is that one I said that can, it can go either way. It can be chaotic, do all the things and um, Mars and Venus are not on the same page. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Or it could be Mars and Venus on the same page, working towards, you know, the greater good for you, lighting that fire under your butt, giving you direction Um, depending on how it plays out, but this is, this is still in Capricorn. So we're still in Saturn's home. Mm -hmm. Mars is exalted here. So Mars is a little bit stronger. Mars is applying to Venus right now. So Mars is kind of in the superior position. Mars will pass Venus and then she will kind of come back. They'll catch up to each other and you'll get the softer side of this once they've, they've passed this initial conjunction. But right now, it, it's kind of an a- aggressive start because Mars is in that superior position. So, again, could be chaotic energy or it could be, a, a you know, that fire lit under your butt with now I know what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Or it now I a- have the
1: storylines in my head and they're just running.
0: That's <laughs> like good. And, and you're trying to
1: harness them because you don't want them to run too fast and forget it.
2: <laughs> if we look at the context of Venus and its retrograde, um, this mm-hmm. also, Venus did retrograde right as it conjoined Pluto. And Venus-Pluto, um, for pop culture reference, very Venus-Pluto would be um, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Their um, kind of love is pain. You know engagement. She has a an engagement ring that if she takes it off, it will cause pain. You know this is this is very Venus Pluto Capricorn flavor. Um, Venus by itself next to Pluto can be can get a bit of a beating. That happened uh, December nineteenth was the uh, Venus station retrograde right on top of Pluto, and then backward tracking until January twenty eighth where Venus stationed at 11 degrees of Capricorn and went forward. And now going forward after this confrontation with dark, whatever that means, it could mean a ton of different things. Mars comes up, Mars is feeling, uh, let us say very righteous. Mars is very comfortable in Capricorn, ambitious, ennobled, um, one could say a bit entitled, a confident, and that can feel overbearing or just what a bit of a you know battered venus needs it could be all of these things at once in different areas of one's life and they'll travel together back and forth um more or less the same speed until april um, yeah. i need to double check that they they separate i think to like 6
0: degrees mm-hmm. in oh i think it's March 30th and then they stay around that until I think April 5th is when
2: they finally separate and she goes yes. Pisces. Venus will go into Pisces and that will uh, be a totally different flavor. Venus is just as comfortable in Pisces as Mars is in Capricorn. In any case, the pair of them will actually conjoin Pluto together, which is a different situation than Venus's first um, pass and retrograde station. So that dark is kind of, I like to think of it as there being a certain measure of protection or at least um, a measure of balance or fight involved. Uh, definitely intense though, packs a punch.
1: Hmm. April 5th is, is when my book, my next series is coming out. I'm like, ah, don't tell me something bad's gonna happen on April 5th. <laughs> so, yeah. We could, wicked, heart comes out. Then that's the one that I changed the ending for. So, because <laughs> it was too dark. It was too dark. Yes, yes, now, it's still dark, and Rebecca will will attest to that. But it's not as dark as the first version.
0: <laughs> speaking of of the journey that, that Venus and Mars are going to take,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's not just Venus and Mars walking by themselves. They no. make quite a few touches with other planets. So while they're conjoined right now and happily walking together, it's not going to be long before we've got a sextile to Neptune. So roughly, I want to say around the 22nd, 23rd, mm-hmm. they're going to make that touch to Neptune, which is in Pisces. So that's going to change the flavor of their journey. Mm hmm. When you get Neptune involved, you get a lot of of dreamy, idealistic, maybe out of touch with reality, Um, but it can also be imaginative. It can be inspiring. Again, Mm -hmm. depends on how the energy plays out. So you're going to get a little bit of a tweak to how this Mars and Venus conjunction happens more towards the end of the month with a a little (sighs) out of this world flavor, I want to say. Okay.
2: I see this situation as ripe for misunderstanding and also uh, potent in its ability to make connections in the subtle realm. So I don't really want to say like delusion or imagination necessarily, but that which doesn't exactly... You can't pin it down. Neptune is not... Neptune is the fog. It obscures. As such, it's hmm. difficult to see. Like when you're in the fog, you don't see it right up in front of your face. You only see that something is obscured. And then, if you're far enough away, you can say, "Oh, look, there's fog." You know, so mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that mm-hmm. that I yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I actually really enjoy Neptune. I have also heard Neptune described as being overstimulated. And in that sense, I would just say, be mindful of being overstimulated, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So like a, sen- like a sensory experience. So maybe watch the caffeine a little bit. You know? <laughs> or, or maybe, you know, go to a, a quiet place, turn out the lights, lay down a little bit. Yeah. Maybe you fall asleep and you have the most amazing dream. And there's your next book.
0: There, yeah, it could be, there's that inspiration. Now,
2: speaking of overstimulated.
0: (laughs) Yes. Jupiter, who is at home in domicile in Pisces, Mm -hmm. sextiling Uranus in Taurus. And this Mm -hmm. is kind of just going on for a while. They separate a few degrees and it's not a complete separation from their their conjunction, but they do kind of get far apart, but they stay close enough together that the energy, because they're slow planets, is still going to be felt. And this is Mm -hmm. the... It's that that energy of maybe being too rash, maybe jumping to conclusions, maybe being wanting to see change but not knowing how to apply the change.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Jupiter wants to expand. It wants to change. It wants to do all the things. And Jupiter's at home. But it's butting up against Uranus in Taurus. And Taurus is that grounded, stable, this is how we do things. Earth sign. Mm-hmm. Uranus is there changing the rules and shaking things up. And, and if Jupiter doesn't have the same direction as he did when he was in Saturn's sign, Saturn was kind of mm-hmm. holding the reins and helping to guide. Jupiter's in his own now. It can be chaotic. It can expand um, too far. it can It can be a situation where you get in over your head. And this is going to be a longer transit we're looking at between February 12th. So now through March 5th of possibly needing to take your time. Um, Maybe Mm -hmm. make sure you have a full plan before jumping in because Mm -hmm. you could want to change. You have very good ideas for change. You could have a um, good direction you want to go in, but if you don't have the plan to execute it, you can watch it crumble and that can derail you.
2: I actually love this aspect. Because I'm a a planner, you know, I'm definitely... (laughs) I have benefited so much from this sextile, and I have benefited so, so much from for the the nodal shift into Taurus, and incredibly much from the um, Venus and Mercury retrogrades, both in their own ways, which were in you know quite painful at times. But um, you know the way things work, if you see it through, you end up being much better at the end of it. And I'm much more prepared to take on Mm. the sorts of things Mm. that you wanted. So Mm -hmm. uh, how this plays out in my own life, I can just say that uh, Uranus is in my sixth house. We've been talking about daily work and my routine has gotten progressively more tailored to things that I actually need based on the understanding of what is required in my home. So Mm. there's, you know, conversation between Jupiter in the fourth house of home and Uranus in the sixth house of routine. Likewise, the second house, which is Capricorn for me, my resources have been getting a redo in a really big way. Um, It started out with a lot of really bad news and a lot of concrete resources dropping out and ended up with resources that I actually need that suit the new routine. You know, if that makes sense, it's kind Mm -hmm. of like, oh yeah, I totally think that I want this. But as it turns out, that's not practical to the new vision, the new requirement, Mm -hmm. the new respect for rest and activity. Mm -hmm. Um, That said, you know, Uranus brings upsets so that it can, you know, the upset can be wanted and feel like liberation, or it can feel like someone has just shaken you up. You know, it just, it really just depends.
0: I'm actually hoping for some more direction because I think I, I've got similar chart to you except it's that mm-hmm. one house over. So this is my fifth house and seventh house being pinged on these two. So I've got the creativity that is going up against the change and the, the, the universe basically telling me I need to reach out to other people.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's
0: where my pain point is. I am not good mm-hmm. with that seventh house. And so it's like, I'm, I'm being derailed constantly to force my hand to get some help on fixing my schedule and getting myself back on track, which is very painful. <laughs> yes. Cause I've got, I'm fixed angles. I am mm-hmm. the stubborn will not change, cannot change, you know, drag me kicking and screaming into the new way of doing things. And it, it sucks because I know I need to, I just, I can't wrap my own mind around how to do it. Hmm. Margaret has a question that's that's actually uh
1: oh the 12th and 10th houses Ooh,
2: I see which are sex death magic and career houses right I don't see the question before
0: can sometimes be five because that's that's passions it can also be eight it could also be part of relationships Mm -hmm. and seven death is usually eight
2: Mm-hmm. Can magic be
0: seven, can be magic, can be eight yeah. and twelve, and careers four. usually ten.
1: Um, yeah, because she has um, 12th and 10th houses in the one before that, so um, yeah, and then I think that the next, the witch
0: art is from that. Oh, so here we can Jupiter, sextile, and natal chart,
2: yes. Uh-huh. So if you have a Uranus Jupiter sextile in your natal chart, then the astra weather is Uranus Jupiter sextile. So that uh, the way I feel like describes it is it feels like normal. Other people might be like, oh my God. And you're like, what? This is what I feel like all the time, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> um, people with really, really mm. intense aspects. Um, it's fun talking to them and they're like, yeah, now you know what I live with on a daily basis. So mm-hmm. um Oh dang it, I missed that I missed that the rest of that question because I got oops, I got Oof, into oops. answering it.
0: There we go. Yeah. Oh, it,
2: definitely don't happening. be concerned about not catching on. Astrology takes a very long time to become it's a language to become fluent in.
0: Magic can also be eight as well, because a cult mm-hmm. is is partially in the eighth house. Could also be ninth house topics too, because that's the expanding your horizons, your higher education and mm-hmm. It, it really depends on how everything is configured, what it really means. So without actually looking at the natal chart, it's hard to, to make a guess.
2: We can describe that though. The 12th house would be magic that you um, enact in isolation or confinement. Um, maybe you go into uh, an austere space or a space where you were definitely alone and magic happens there within restrictions. Um, if it's in the eighth house, it might be magic that is uh, collaborative in some way and involves other people. So a coven, perhaps, or just another person. The fourth house is also associated with the cult, and that that might be more coven-like um, in that it would be um, home, um, the lowest, darkest part of the chart, the foundation, right? So this could be um, magic associated with... Um, your core self, uh sense of safety. And I think I might put, I might put a covenant in the tarot. I wouldn't uh, call that sex magic. That would be more, or if that was what you were talking about, we can separate those two um, magic in the eighth. I would, I would bring in a partner or partners. So I, you know, all three of those houses have just different flavors of that topic. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: I think in the eighth too. I, I always envision drawing down energy from the universe,
2: mm-hmm. that outside
0: resource right. pulling it in. It doesn't necessarily have to be another person, but it is that that intangible resource that you're getting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah. says the magic in the eighth <laughs> north node, working towards a post-apocalyptic coven. Yes, excellent. I like it. I like it. <laughs>
2: And you know, just so you are aware, there is uh, there is planetary magic out there as well. Mm-hmm. There are some mm-hmm. um, books in medieval times, and there are also some books in uh, modern times. I guess I can uh, like email you guys some resources if you want, or if you know. I know that Austin Coppick's book is coming out sometime this is it spring. Been reprinted. He's he's in the in the you know wrapping up the um sorry i'm he's just in the final stages yeah well i know he had another
0: book that it sold out and it never got reprinted
2: well this is 2.0 this is second edition of that book
0: okay good good So don't buy the first
2: one wait for the second which is coming out sometime i think in the spring he said okay Mm, that one's called 36 faces I haven't read the first version, so uh, the first edition. So, I, I, but I will be getting the second.
0: Nice. Yeah, as soon as that comes out, that's on my list. Um. All right, we got one more to talk about, and this one I know I said I was just looking at February, but I couldn't help. I had to mm-hmm. look at March. March third mm-hmm. is the weirdest looking day, and I need to. <laughs> I need to get some other takes um, on this because it just looks insane to me. For for just in general, or for me, or for you. In in general, the the astrology okay. of the um, the day itself is okay. crazy looking.
2: I mean, I'm excited. It's there a Sun Jupiter conjunction pretty nice. Mercury Saturn conjunction means that it's serious. It's not a huge party, and then Mars Venus Pluto conjunction. Um, well, at least Mars and and uh, Venus are together there, and then, I mean, you know, I mean, the Moon does have a really wide, you know, has a wide berth, so you could almost it just starts start the, the moon day. With Neptune. It starts the day with the Sun and ends the day with Neptune, I
0: believe. <laughs> so it, yeah, it's, it's hitting everything in Pisces that day. That is fabulous. I can't wait. It, so I, I'm looking at the individuals here. In Capricorn. You have um, Mars, Pluto, Venus are all conjoined. To me, it looks like there's the ego driving desires. And that can be problematic. When Pluto is involved, we know that, that, that there's a the potential for it to be a transformative. Even if it's a negative, it's going to help you grow. But... It can be explosive. Mm, For sure. Um, I mean, I'm seeing like, you know, Mars, you get like the willpower, the drive, uh, Venus, you know, the strong desires for certain things. And and which one's speaking the loudest? Mars is exalted still in Capricorn. So you've got a, you know, that aggressive, you know, Mars who could be driving this and he's going to head first into Pluto before Venus gets there. I know we're looking at just mm-hmm. the flat you know, screen right now, but throughout the way this transits, Mars hits first,
2: then Venus comes afterwards.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So we've got the planet wielding the sword first, and then the planet of connection, grace, and values second.
0: So maybe Mars is just going to plow through and Venus is there to kind of... Cut. Heal the wounds afterwards. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But it just—it feels chaotic to me. That's why I need other people's opinions because I, I, I can do two planet trans—transits uh, okay. But when it, you start adding the extra in there, it diffuses the meaning too much for me. I'm still not uh, I'm things. excited
2: by this. Actually, I feel like there's a sense of the inevitable here mm-hmm. that has been building because we've had the retrograde. Venus is already gone. Retrograde is coming back. And then there is this, their slow march together to meet Pluto. Um, but I would advise anyone who's intimidated to make sure they feel grounded. You know, make sure you're tethered mm-hmm. to something that is solid. And it, there might be, I would like to think there is a uh, an ability to, um, uh, I think of like lancing lancing a boil that might sound kind of gross but just getting rid of stuff Mm -hmm. that really just Mm -hmm. has you know causing a rupture in order for healing okay so there's a momentary pain and then there's healing that has not you know been there or been able to occur for a long time or at the very least there is some, at least you know what you're working with, kind of like things coming to light. Like, oh, this is the situation. Okay. Well, All right, I like that. now at least I know the lay of the land or that sort mm-hmm. of thing. I tend to get excited mm-hmm. about the things that other people get freaked out about. Like, <laughs> hey, a Saturn transit. Time to upgrade my life. You know? Okay. Speaking I... of,
0: move, move on to Aquarius. Saturn and Mercury. That's can true. join right there in Aquarius. So you've got the, the planet of no with the planet of ideas
2: and inspiration and or serious conversation, like, oh my God, I just lanced that boil. And you know what? Here is the truth I have to speak. That's been bubbling under the surface for who knows how long I'm gonna say it. And, and or, or like... Someone's gonna say it to me. And then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I see this situation has tremendous gravity. Mm-hmm. But But also, you're not necessarily dealing with, you know, um, positivity that isn't helping, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. Or, or even just trying to solve a problem in the wrong direction. And that's wasted work. Some Jupiter is together. So it's like, wow, look, we actually know what to do about it, too. You know, here's the opportunity. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so glad we had this conversation. Man, that really sucked. But wow, look, look mm-hmm. what we can do. That's
0: yes. What, so that's it starts with view. Sun Jupiter. So it, it starts with optimism and then it ends with the um the sun. Or is it the sun or is it the moon? moon it ends Neptune. with the moon and Neptune. So you start optimistic and you end up with your emotions tied into disillusion to
2: or expanded. Wow! I never knew I could feel beyond what I felt. <laughs> Katie, you look so skeptical. I'm like, no, I see, I see bad. I see bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see,
0: I see the day starting one way and ending very dramatically.
2: Well, I don't want to invalidate your view at all. No, this that's why I'm asking because I, you. again, I, I'm needing
0: extra opinions on this because I'm, I'm not the end-all, be-all. God knows, I know I need well, to learn so much more. But, I mean, it really feels like it's going to be one of those, like, you're going into
2: war days. Fair warning, you will get what I hope is a level-headed view, but ultimately always optimistic. So, from me. So that's just, you know, that's just my style. Um. I'm ruled by Saturn. It's always pessimistic with me. I'm ruled by Saturn too. I just have Jupiter on the ascendant. I don't, or,
1: you
0: know, Jupiter. I don't know what Jupiter I'm ruled by, and... but I'm more. I'm just cheery most of the You're time. You're ruled by the sun. You've got a Leo ascendant. <laughs> cheery and happy and are, are okay, nice, well, great yeah. guiding light.
1: Yeah, it's just like okay, yeah.
0: And I'm, I'm like Saturn, like no, it's all horrible. Shut up. <laughs> But I'm just like, you know, the sunny little girl that's skipping through the flowers. Well, you need that. You need both opinions to, to get the balance. Yes, yes. You need to see the light and the dark in order to, you know, come to what you think but is the right.
1: It's it's funny that all of that's, conjo- you know, hitting each other and the timing of it. Because that is one of our targets for conversations. So, so it's like okay, all of that's coming. Yeah, that's your your sixth, time. seventh,
0: and eighth house. That that's all happening in. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, so that's where I'm like, okay, that you know, I know what's happening on some of those days. So you know, because we're we're doing certain things, the beginning of March, and then you know, at the end of that week, there's a whole other conversation that has to happen.
0: <laughs> so it's like. Oh, good God. Okay. <laughs> so either it's going to go very well or. No, but as, as Renee said, it, it's, I like mm-hmm. the Lansing of boil. I think that's a mm-hmm. very good way of looking at this. While there might mm-hmm. be some initial discomfort, mm-hmm. it's for the best and it it will promote the change, the healing, whatever. So I, I do like that. I think that that's, mm-hmm. that's a really good way to look at it. And, and even with my pessimistic, oh my God, I don't want to go outside. That's going to be a horrible day. There's a purpose behind it. There's a reason all of this is happening. Right. Exactly. And I would say there is
2: support from the cosmos, right? You know, it is supportive of a particular um, activity, such as having a difficult conversation and, you know, Mm -hmm. lancing a boil or whatever. That's supported.
0: Absolutely. And on that note... (laughs) Well, I've had fun. I hope you guys had fun. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. It was wonderful. I'm so glad that you were able to jump on with us. I I enjoy doing this. I I think this is fun to to be able to explore, you know, the charts and the transits and see, you know, what we come up with and, you know, circle back in a month and see how it played out.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know. (laughs) I in will March. be
2: interested for sure. It will it be. A, you'll,
1: it, you'll talk to me after anyway, because I'm not on true. next week or the week after.
2: <laughs> well,
0: if, if you guys like this kind of content, you guys out in the audience, let me know, because we could make yes. this maybe a, a monthly, um, you know, one-off monthly show where we kind of play around with the stars and see what's going on. And, uh, and Renee, if you would like to join us for that, I would love
2: to have you. Oh, sure. Yeah, Absolutely. this would be super fun. I I will uh, come with lots of planned notes because I'm a planned person, but, you know, lead the <laughs> way and I'll do my best.
0: And, and speaking of that, where can people find you, Renee, so that we can make sure that they know where to look for you online? You can't find me yet, so I'll tell you next time. Okay. All right.
2: Okay. All right.
0: All right. That's it for us this week, guys. Thank you for hanging out with us. If you have any questions, put them in the comments below and we will get to those. And uh, until then, um, everybody take care and hope the stars are working in your favor. Bye.